Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It's episode 120, September 28th, 2021. And we're back after a busy week at Into the Box last week. Right, Eric? That's right. We had a lot of fun. Hope yeah. you guys did too. Yep. And we've got two weeks worth of news and there's a ton of it. Uh, it looks like Ben's back on his uh, 100 blogs a day um, <laughs> <laughs> routine and uh, all the Into the Box releases. Everybody was waiting to Into the Box before they clicked the release button. So we got lots of stuff coming at you, including some little sneak peeks from uh, Mark Takata and Cold Fusion during the Adobe sp- uh, sponsored session as well. So. Anyways, let's get into it. First, we want to thank our sponsors, Order Solutions. Without them, we couldn't make this podcast happen. They're the makers of Coldbox, Commandbox, Forgebox, Testbox, and everything else out there. Uh, and as usual, we offer a couple ways for you to say thanks back to Audis. Uh, so you can like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube. You can sign up for a free or a paid account on CFCast, which is releasing new content every week. You can become, well, you could become an ITB sponsor, but that was last week, so i got to remove that. Sorry. <laughs> and we also have the the Audis book released this year, 102 Cold Box HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks, and that's available on Gumroad for purchase. So there's a few ways you can help us, uh, some free, some paid, uh, but it all helps. And just saying thanks to Audis Solutions. We'd like and- also like to say thanks to our Patreon supporters. We have 38 Patreons right now. You provide 100% of the funding for this podcast and 41% of the funding for Forgebox.io. So thank you so much. We'll talk more about our Patreon supporters at the end of the podcast as usual. Yep. A lot of uh, a lot of great things. And yeah, it's really good to see the community support and we really do appreciate it. Okay. So news and events, let's start with our Into the Box 2021 recap. So it was a huge success, uh, especially the viral Edgardo Cabezas with his reggaeton. <laughs> Videos are available for purchase. Uh, <laughs> but apparently um, at lunchtime, he got a little bit uh, a little bit educational. Um, ben Arnstein style, try to show people how to break out some dance moves. And it went so well that... Uh, Everybody in the, the room was dancing and they forgot the sessions were supposed to start. So he had a mad rush and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, we, we recovered, but that looked like a lot of fun. It was yes. And we will, we will happily sell copies <laughs> of that video. Yeah. For Make money sure. for box products. <laughs> yeah. Brad in the chat, educational in scare quotes. Yeah, yeah it was more just funny to watch him. <laughs> yeah, so we have a, a bunch of uh, releases from Into the Box 2. Um, so we, we'll briefly touch on them here. Uh, but we are going to share the keynote videos for day one and day two. And you can get more information on all those releases in there. But we have a new product, CB Wire, which is Cold Box and Live Wire. So, uh, that is a new product. So there's version one that has been released. You have an update for QB of, too, right? Yeah, but first for CBWire, kind of the pitch is um, you want interactivity without having to write JavaScript. So you can put all that interactivity in your Cold Fusion code. So that's kind of the pitch. 
yeah. as you go back to the keynote and um, the session as it gets posted. Yeah. So. And then. Yeah, we did have a QB release. Um, some fun stuff in that one. I'm trying to remind myself, uh, specifically an upsert method. So if you've ever done any merge intos or on conflict, anything like that, QB can do that across all of the supported grammars and uh, some other niceness built into there. So 8.7, get it all taught. Yep. Um, they also announced the Forge Forgebox version 6. Um, that release will be happening any day now, but a lot of big stuff in that. So if you're a Forgebox user or an enterprise user, um, they've got a lot of cool new features in there, and that is going to be dropping any day now. We also had another new product, Stashbox version 1 was released as well. So that's uh, basically a really nice little logging sort of aggregator and visual tool, and it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's the first time I've seen it. I've always missed all the other previous videos, but it's powered by Elasticsearch, so you've got some great content in there. Uh, it can read in with file beats and everything, so lots of very cool stuff in there. So um, definitely want to go check that one out as well. And then Content Box 5. So Content Box 5 dropped this week as well. So we've been working on that one for a while. Luis has been working hard to get the multi-site in there. The new CLI installation manager is there. And uh, quite a few people liked the fact that we added some uh, Tailwind and Alpine JS into there. So Yeah, that's right. You can actually get started with that right now. The docs are updated. The package is live on Forgebox. I think our... Uh, our marketing site is just getting a few little tweaks before that goes up. So you can get started with all that goodness right now. Yep. And uh, just the new CLI manager and the multi-site makes enough for me to want to just jump right in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then um, we also had some new orders GitHub Actions. And so uh, Michael Bourne had a presentation on GitHub Actions. And so he provided some new ones available there um, through the order solutions namespace so he's got uh new actions for see a format doc box as well as fixinator and semantic release so he's got some uh get actions you can grab there so those are in the show notes as well so let me plug this for a second gavin because uh when travis ci started to severely limit open source minutes and really push everybody toward their paid tiers i jumped on github actions and uh, got something that I thought was pretty good. I like GitHub Actions. So I went to Michael's session thinking, oh, this will be cool. See what, what he's been up to. And one of the first slides he puts up there looks a lot like like my, the workflows I have. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like I made it in his slides. It's good stuff. And he showed it. He walked through it. And then he spent the rest of the talk talking about, <laughs> about how slow it was and how to speed it up with these actions that he made. So um, I'm not upset about that. I'm very excited. Um, it was probably my favorite session of, of uh, Into the Box. So anybody that wasn't able to see that, make sure to look for that one on CFCast and check out these actions for GitHub Actions. Yeah, for sure. The, they're really cool and i mean like i said the more you use them the more you want to optimize and you know it's cool they're built off of docker images too so you know you can always preload everything get everything set up and it looks like what he did to to make this smoother and even john afterwards being the docker you know container man that he is he was like well you could do this and this and this that might help too so i'm sure michael's going to be improving his as well going forward yeah. 
And then uh, we had some news from our Adobe session that we had Mark Takata come and talk about um, a few different things that are like the CIO um, approach. And uh, one of the things he mentioned that the new Cold Fusion product manager, um, he said a lot of encouraging things about them and they're gearing up to take over the direction of CF. So we're excited that we have a, you know, announcement coming here sometime soon. So uh, can't wait to, to see who they are and uh, see how they're going to, you know, move CF forward. So it's pretty cool. And as we mentioned, lots of information there. We just gave you the very high level highlights, but there's uh, the videos are up on YouTube. So they can watch the keynote for day one or day two. So that's right. And these, uh, these will also be coming to CF casts all, uh, both the keynotes and all the sessions. If you're a subscriber, you'll have access right away. If you had purchased a ticket to Into the Box, you'll get access forever. And you can also uh, purchase standalone access to the videos as they come out. Yeah. So lots of ways to uh, get that content. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we're excited to get those videos. They're going to do some editing, cleanup, and everything, and they'll get those out very soon. Um, so as soon as we have all that ready for you, we will let you know. Okay. Next up, before Into the Box, Brad snuck out Command Box 5.4.1 as well. So um, so that, that information is out there. There's a blog post we'll cover in the blog section too. But um, basically, it's five small fixes for the 5.4 release, uh, a few bug fixes, a couple of enhancements. So 5.4 and 5.4.1 have been released just recently. So if you haven't checked it out, let us know. Oh, and Charlie said that the, I guess they did announce the, the product manager's name. So it's Aditya Nima. So Aditya is the new product manager. So I'm looking on the, the Confusion site because I didn't see anything, but maybe I missed it. So I'll try and get that blog before we get to the blog section so we can share that information. Um, so yeah, so we'll hopefully have that up very soon. But um, okay. So next one, we had an interesting uh, update. So Julian, who's in, who's been running the the Lucy spreadsheet extension for quite some time, has slowly made it more and more Adobe compatible, and just recently with version three, uh, renamed it. So now it's got a new name. It's called Spreadsheet CFML instead of Lucy Spreadsheet. So there was a hitch with this, um, <laughs> basically um, because the slugs in ForgeBox. When they changed the name, uh, Julian switched the ForgeBox slug as well. So all the old builds that were using the old slug no longer work. So Brad noticed this pretty quickly, got the old ForgeBox slug reinstated with a redirect essentially. And so you can have the old version stay alive at you know 2.0 at the old one and the 3.0 version, we can switch to the new name. And so now we have a new name and an old name in there. So if you want to use a new name, it's Spreadsheet CFML, but the old name Lucy-Spreadsheet still works on ForgeBox. So, um, so let's be clear, it, it, they are both live. There is no redirect, and Julian yeah. um, assumed there'd be a redirect because, um, like places like GitHub, give you that when you rename your repository there. Um, so there is no redirect. I would definitely switch over the spreadsheet CFML, but also your old build shouldn't uh, fail yeah. anymore. 
So. so yeah, that's you know this type of thing is a good feature. So Brad's uh, implemented a few things in Forgebox now, so we can uh, make sure that we don't rename a major one, and if we do, we set up redirects and and stuff like that. So a uh, good learning experience, but a cool project has been updated to version three with a new name. So now all your Adobe people don't have to feel weird about using something with Lucy in the name. So <laughs> it is a good product. Uh, I really like. It. I've used it on quite a few uh, Lucy servers. So. Very cool. Huh. Okay, there's a, a minor uh, Lucy release out. It looks like just mainly a CF schedule fix, but 538.206 has been released for Lucy. Yep, and there are some little TS case fixes and everything else, but yeah, mainly CF schedule. So if you guys are using CF schedule, you'll definitely want to get that update out. But uh, otherwise, it's nothing too major, but it's nice to see <laughs> they're still working on it. And the fun thing is you can view the diff yourself on GitHub and see exactly what changed. So, yep. I always appreciate cool. that. Yeah. And that's the link we have from the show notes. So very cool. Okay. Oh, so back to the product manager thing. So Charlie says it's being, he doesn't know if it's been announced, but he heard it in private conversations and didn't think it was a secret. So maybe you guys heard pretty pretty much before the blog posts were announced. And I was like, I didn't think I saw anything, but I might've missed it. So thanks, Charlie. So secret squirrel, uh, new product manager name is out. <laughs> okay. So more news from the uh, into the box modernizer die podcast. The soapbox edition is relaunching October 7th. So Luis Mahano has been interviewing a series of community members and will be uh, hosting basically a new release of this uh, podcast edition. So we have several episodes already recorded and prepped for release. And so you'll be receiving them roughly once a month. And uh, that's the, the idea is the, the first week of the month, you get a new episode out. So that is soapbox.modernizeordie.io. And there are some older ones that we did previously. Uh, it's just hard to try and, you know, keep up with everything. But Luis is really gung-ho about getting this format up and running. So he's going to take over and uh, he's done really well getting all those interviews so far. So yeah. keep an eye out. October 7th. So next week we should see the first episode drop and then one every month after that. Uh, so, hey, Gavin. Yep. I have some news for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> if you choose to run a Cold Fusion 9 server, you may get hacked. Yes. Did you know that? I did know that. And actually, <laughs> I know some people running CF9 servers, and I sent them this this article just letting <laughs> them know that there's uh, you know some exploits on these ancient Cold Fusion servers, as they put it, which CF9 qualifies. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they've been getting a lot of publication lately, a lot of news all over Twitter. Because... Uh, a ransomware yeah, I, group has taken over some servers and started uh yeah ransoming people i know this dropped while we were prepping for into the box and mr bradwood was very upset at the twitterverse who immediately said see cold fusion's insecure and it's like well if i was running php3 i think i deserve anything there too like <laughs> yeah you gotta update folks we know there's yeah. costs but that's yeah, CF nine no, no is back there. <laughs> CF nine is beyond dead. More than eleven years, I think it came out in like twenty two thousand eight. I think so. You know, it's thirteen years old. It's been dead for at least at least ten, probably twelve years. <laughs> but like I said, I still know some people running it. To be honest, so uh, yeah, it, it you know that's just the if way. If you need it is. help updating your CF nine server, 
contact or solutions. <laughs> yep. And it was really nice that Vivotech uh, actually emailed all their clients, just letting them know, regardless of what version they're running. Charlie tweeted about it as well. And so good to see people out there. But yeah, definitely, um, you know, those old servers, their exploits. And once they find them, they will make the use of them and you will be suffering. So, okay. Well, we got a new webinar coming up this month. Uh, well, sorry, October. It's not quite October yet. In October, uh, we'll be having the Building Quick APIs, the extended version with Gavin. So this is the extended version of your Into the Box session, right? Yep, exactly. So um, the Into the Box session was really good. I tried to jam in well, three days worth of content in an hour, and I talked really quickly and got a lot of it in there. But uh, I thought it would be good to have an extended version, maybe take a little more time and uh, certain pieces of it and sort of build on top of it. So whether you saw my session as the box or not, you'll still get a lot out of this one. Um, but basically it's, you know, we might even run a little longer. There's no deadline at the end of it. So we might take a little more time to, to cover it all, but uh, it got a lot of attention. A lot of people liked it and I think it's the format is really good. So I'm excited to, yeah, to present it and go into some more details. Looking forward to it. Okay, we also have uh, another Adobe webinar, which I didn't even get on the list yet because they just announced it. So in November, we have one coming up. Um, it's a Cold Fusion workshop, and again, it's one of those all-day workshops. So yeah, I I think I put this down with our in case you missed it. This is a oh, okay. the European workshop with Damien Bruendonks. So okay. they just had one on September 22nd. They have one coming up on November 10th. Oh, sorry. Didn't even see that. So, yeah. All right. I stealth added it to the notes. Oh, let's see. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Okay. Well, before we go and remind you of a bunch of stuff that you might have missed before into the box, um, it's October next week. And that means pumpkin spice Halloween. But most importantly, right, Eric? Heck. Oktoberfest! Yep, so Hacktoberfest is our favorite uh, holiday in October. <laughs> Not really a holiday because you actually got to do some work. Uh, <laughs> but the whole idea is that we want to support open source in October. So Hacktoberfest, which is going on for like eight years now, I think this is the eighth one. Um, they encourage participation, open source community, you know, and they get growing bigger and bigger every year. And um, basically, you know, we want internet running on open source and we have to support them. And, you know, the coolest thing is you've got all these limited edition t-shirts that you can get over the years. And I've got quite a few cool ones and I didn't wear it today, but I maybe I'll wear it the rest of October. Um, but <laughs> yeah, they got some really cool shirts. And then if you're... And if you would rather not get a t-shirt, they will donate um, and plant a tree for you instead. So a way to give back that way in case you don't want the swag. Yeah. Um, Bill did a really good session on, you know, the whole global warming and, you know, basically thinking about your websites and, you know, how we can do more for the environment. And so this one might hit home as well. So maybe a tree instead of a shirt this year. I got a lot of t-shirts, maybe, maybe a tree. So, so there's a couple of rules on Hacktoberfest one. It needs to be in October. So I guess if you're saving, uh, if you have a pull request idea, save it for a week. I don't know. <laughs> um, it needs to be on a repo that has the Hacktoberfest topic. We are trying to make sure all of ours have that. But if you have a contribution you'd like to make and you don't see that topic, just let us know and we'll add it. And then, uh, yes, five. Is it five pull requests still? Or is it 
less than that. I don't know. I think they've made it they, over the years. They've made it a little bit tougher because it was too easy. So I don't. All right. Well, we'll know. find it on there. So I, it used to be five pull requests that are either accepted or approved or get a label, a Hacktoberfest accepted label on it. So um, we're pretty good at keeping up on that. And honestly, one of the best places that you can contribute are to the docs. Those are all hosted on GitHub. Um, our docs, CF docs, all of those are uh, yeah. great places to get started with contributions. Yep. Though so, you are not limited to those. Yep. So basically, don't spam. That's not good. Um, yeah, don't get it reported. And then basically, if, if it's been accepted or Hacktoberfest accepted label. Um, and so, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of big companies are supporting it. So it's very cool. And they even have like support for local events. If we're up and doing events again, you know, they'll actually send swag or information out to your, you know, maybe if you've got a user group, you can, you guys can do a Hacktoberfest event for that. And they try to do, you know, coordinate online events and everything. So, you know, there's opportunities there if you run a group to be able to do something like that. Maybe Charlie, we could do a CF online meetup hackathon meeting or something could be interesting. But yeah, so Hacktoberfest, and uh, don't worry, we'll remind you, and we'll do a little more research and get all the rules for next week, so you guys have all of that too. Okay, in case you missed it, Adobe Cold Fusion released uh, update uh, update two for 2021 and update 12 for 2018 two weeks ago. Uh, the biggest update there is supporting Big Sur for all of those, um, you know, all those Mac users that were complaining that they couldn't use it. Now you can, and then Monterey will come out and mess it up for you. <laughs> That's about right. Yep. Or you could just use command box. Yeah. And then uh the Docker hub situation was finally resolved for Adobe CF twenty twenty one. So those images are now on Docker Hub and they've been also loading all the other versions too. Um so yeah. And then as you mentioned before, the Adobe One Day workshop was held on Wednesday last week. And there was also a webinar by Mark Takata on the same day. So a couple of Adobe events. So if you go to the coldfusion.adobe.com, you can click on webinars and see their previous videos and content as well. Okay. Oh, and then uh, Daniel Garcia is doing the research for us. So you have to sign up on the Hacktoberfest site, make four pull requests on any repositories classified with the Hacktoberfest topic um, before, basically by October 31st. So... That looks good. Okay, I think we're done with the news now. Finally, we're like 30 minutes in and we're done with the first part of the news. So let's get on to CFCAS. That's right. We have uh, more up and running with Quick coming out right now. Three new videos for you with serialization, the exercise along with that, and subselects and relationship counts. Cool, so cool. coming up is more of that. And... Um, Again, give us about, I think, two weeks, we hope, to get the Into the Box videos up there. Okay, cool, cool. Well, that sounds good. So next up, I'm going to talk a little bit about conferences and trainings. Okay. So Eric, you need to drop for a sec? Yeah, just for a second. Okay. He's gone. Okay. So next up, as I mentioned, conferences and training. 
So we had Into the Box last week, and it was really a big success. We had the keynotes available. Those sessions will be available up on intothebox.org very soon. But uh, Audis always planning. So Into the Box Latam 2021 is our next conference. So we have a little uh, Latin and, you know, little lattice, Latin... <laughs> Ah, forgotten the word. It's completely gone. Flavor to our conference coming up here. Um, we are planning to try and do it in person, just depending on the situation in El Salvador. And that is going to be early December. So usually it's second or third of December, and we'll have um, an online version, if not in person. So we're planning that. Hear information about that very soon. Now that Into the Box in uh, in Houston is over, so keep an eye out for the Latam version very soon. Um, Adobe Cold Fusion Summit 2021 is coming up in December, so December 7th and 8th. And we found out a little bit more information about it because uh, Mark Takata was actually presenting the, the Adobe Cold Fusion session uh, at, at into the box. So some of the things he told us, he said that the keynote speaker will be someone from outside of Adobe. He did want to tell us, but he couldn't uh, couldn't give us that information. So basically, what he did um was give us a little sneak peek and he said that they're at a big company she works for a big company and as soon as the contract is inked um we're gonna have basically that information out so eric is back but um yeah so we're, we're excited to find out that um it sounds like they're already planning the sessions and everything for adobe cf summit 2021 it's going to be uh, virtual you can register for free uh, they have a blog post about it and hopefully we'll have some more information on those sessions coming very soon so i haven't heard about a call for speakers so i'm not sure if they're doing that shortly or if the you know if they're just basically handpicking which sometimes adobe do does that for their dev weeks etc so uh, if we find out anything about a call for speakers we'll let you know but i'm excited so december 7th and 8th online you can register for free now at cfsummit.vconfix.com and that will take you to their site okay so as far as i know that looks like all the conferences for right now i did see a couple popping up um very soon in in sort of tech alongside of us i think microsoft ignite is another one that's coming in november so we'll get more information for that one as we get closer so um if there's any other conferences you think us cold fusioners will uh, want to see, let us know. We'll add to it. Or you can go to comps.tech and see all the conferences online or in person um, from that site too. Okay. So you're ready, Eric? Because we got, I need your help here talking about all these blog posts. <laughs> well, my favorite is we have one blog post from uh, We Are Orange, and then the rest are from Ben. So let's let's do the one first, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I mean, um, I think it was. Is it Goose? I think that from We Are Orange. I was trying to look for the tweet that I found this post from, but so I'm. I don't remember who exactly works for We Are Orange. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Um, but the news that we want to talk about is they have a blog post called "From Mira to Massa." So um, We Are Orange has forked the last open source version of Mira, and they are supporting a new version called Masa and continuing it as an open source project. Yep. So that's all we love that. We love open source. And uh, so, yeah, all of you that have Mira, 
you might have been looking at content box. You might also want to look over here at Masa. I believe it's pronounced Masa. Masa. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So but, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yep, and they're there, reaching they out. Website. To the, yeah, they're reaching out to the community to see who wants to join them on the journey and maybe contribute to the roadmap. So if you're interested in in that and you want to get involved or have some say in the future, that sounds like the perfect time to do it right now. So. So yeah, massacms.com, massacms.com, one of the two, <laughs> or check out the code on GitHub. It's always my favorite. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you ready for the band train? Whew, where to start? I'll start from the top. Okay. <laughs> um, so Ben did some exploration about the serializable transaction scope. Uh, this is a scope that you can add to the CF transaction tag or equivalent script construct that will lock the table, the row, any of those things um, on the transaction level. Uh, so you can do the same thing in most grammars inside the query. Like you can say with row lock or lock in share mode, things like that. Um, this does it on the transaction level. And it heavily depends on keys uh, in your database, you know, primary keys, for instance, uh, unique keys. So if you don't have those, you don't want locks because it will end up doing a full table lock and you'll get dead locks. It's a lot of locks there. Um, so that's about all I think I'm going to like overview it for. Um, his examples do a much better job about showing the benefits, the trade-offs of using locks, and you can check out the blog post or the video for information on that. Yep, and that's a good way to do it. I like it when he has a video. It talks to my mind a little better. <laughs> so next up, we have another one, and it's also by Ben. And this one's CF thread. Elapsed time is not processor time in Lucy. So I guess this is uh, something where it differs from uh, Adobe Call Fusion. Um, basically, the it basically talks about the elapsed time properties being the amount of processor time that was spent handling the thread, but uh, that doesn't seem to be the same with Lucy. And so, yeah, honestly, it looks like Lucy's is probably incorrect here. It looks uh, it looks like it's the amount of time since the thread was created, not the amount of time the thread was running. Um, for instance, you mentioned that the elapsed time for Lucy threads would continue to increase after the thread had uh, terminated oh. or completed. Um, and Adobe's does probably what you expect, which is this is how long the thread was running. Yeah, that so makes more sense. We have a compatibility bug filed, uh, 3719. So we'll see where that goes. Cool, cool. Okay, and then we had a couple um, that Ben was talking about Yahoo Mail. And for those of you like Ben, like that still exists. <laughs> but yeah, apparently well, Yahoo Mail still does exist. <laughs> <laughs> and specifically, this is his um, email, like HTML tag DSL, yeah. right? Where HTML emails are a horrid world that only a few things work and they have to be really strange. And evidently, Yahoo Mail. Wouldn't render a, an anchor tags um, href if it was encoded in a certain way it didn't like. <laughs> yeah, that was really So weird. Ben goes through the problems, goes through the encoding he tried, and then eventually the fix 
And all I, my biggest takeaway from this is people, this is why you use a library for all of you that a shoe forge box, which is probably not many people listening to this, but like who wants to do this work when Ben just figured it out? Like just use somebody's library, please. <laughs> yep. And that's the best thing about some of those external tools, the mail tools, they'll, they'll do all that for you when you send the mail, like they'll, they'll handle a lot of that for you. Exactly. Um, so, so, yep. Or ask Ben to put up on Forgebox. You can use his. That's right. Forgebox, Ben. Forgebox. <laughs> yep. So next one up <laughs> from Ben. We're getting lots of pictures today. So. <laughs> so request tracing propagation when consuming Amazon SQS queues in Lucy. Uh, so I think the name is kind of hard to, to parse here. He was talking about tracing a request ID from the original request through a queue into when they send the mail. Yep. So he just basically, yeah, there you go. That's what it talks about. So, <laughs> yeah, because obviously, you know, you spin up those queues and it puts it in a queue for you. And then some other job is going to, you know, basically execute that later. And sometimes it's going to be hard to, to figure that out. You know, like what, what's it actually running? What's it attached to? And you know, make sure you have all that data available. So, you miss some cues, it's definitely something different you have to think about. Different mindset. Yeah. Um, and this also spawned a, a, a tweet of his because in his code, in a few places, he was returning an assignment expression. So to, pack, to deconstruct that, the ex assignment expression was returning, or sorry, assigning a value to like request.request .request ID. And then he'd return that whole line, which in Lucy will return the evaluated value. Um, so it's a way to like set and return at the same time. So his, his tweet was, some people will hate this, but I love the fact that it works. So, and he is yeah. right. I don't think I would do that, but I'm glad it worked for him. <laughs> yep. And that's what he says, you know, like it's, it's like, he's not sure if it's the, under the too clever umbrella or not, but like some people love it some people don't, but yeah, it's, it's a preference thing. But like someone mentioned, it looks like you're missing an equal sign to do in a Boolean evaluation. And it, and that's what I would think if it's in a return, cause you usually think, you know, Boolean, but you can do it. It's one of those things. Do you want to maybe make that mistake? Um, but yeah, as Brad said in the chat, there's some really good use cases for it and everything. And, you know, it's just comes down to preference, you know, figure out what your team likes to do, figure out a convention and then decide if you want to stick with that or not, you know? So if you want to go have your weigh in on that, there's the tweet link in the show notes and you can go do that. Now the next one, Ben was talking about spreading HTTP and HTTP param tags across multiple function calls in Lucy. And so I made sure I commented on this one, uh, check out hyper. <laughs> and then I tweeted to him, check out hyper. But, uh, Apart from that, he <coughs> will share his blog post. That's the moldies <laughs> in here. So the the idea here is when you're in a CFHTTP tag, you can call out to other functions, and excuse me, <coughs> in those functions, if you call HTTP param, it will add it to the correct HTTP call. So yeah. you could split that up, you could organize it as you want, but it still remains. Um, scope to the correct HTTP call. Yeah. So when you call it inject authorization headers here, for example, that HTTP params is putting it back into the parent one from where it called it. So it's, it's pretty cool. And I don't know if I would have, you know, realized that. So 
I learned some stuff today too. Thank you, Ben. So, yeah, and you're right that Hyper does something very similar, um, but does it more in a builder object fashion. Yeah. So it collects all your data and then puts it together for you. So yeah, I just like the style, and he was just talking about how he used to use the HTTP object in Call Fusion T, and I'm like, I I like Hyper, so I'm gonna push it everywhere <laughs> I can. So. Uh, next up, we have, as I mentioned earlier, that Brad and Audis have released Command Box 5.4.1. And so, for those watching, I've got the blog post coming up here. So, show some of the release notes, a couple of bugs being fixed, a few improvements. Um, so, nice little update there. Brad's doing well, pushing out Command Box stuff left and right, as usual. I still don't know how he gets any other work done with all the stuff he does with Command Box, but <laughs> I guess no sleep, hyperactivity, and lots of coffee helps. <laughs> the next one up we have is that Yahoo Mail um, does not render anchor tags with a encoded href attribute. So we kind of talked about that previously in, a, in another one. So we'll skip that one. But there's another uh, tweet that Ben had. So last one of the Ben train, honest. <laughs> Yeah, he talks about um, a certain syntax that he used to have on Gold Fusion 2018 stuff, um, where he'd reference a query column and then use the index of method. That no longer works. It was never documented to work, but it did, and now he has to change his code. So the uh, takeaway is probably don't rely on undocumented features. Um, my other favorite uh, reply, I'm not sure if it was on the tweet or somewhere else but it was this is a perfect time uh if this is the lucy thing you're relying on to add the test case as a pull request because if there's a test that fails you yep. can make it a documented feature <laughs> yeah for sure and then uh, i guess there was several other things that weren't working too james moberg had been talking about query query stuff that broke um, in this last update and they've got some patches out but they're waiting to get them back into the next update so if you've found anything else like that, query queries or whatnot with the latest update, you're not alone and they should be getting something out soon. And if you need it fixed ASAP, you can get the patch emailed to you as well, I believe. Wow. We went through that way quicker than I thought. <laughs> I thought we'd be there and for an hour. Let's be clear. We joked about having so many Ben blog posts, but we very much appreciate them. And think of how much shorter that session section would be without all those blog posts. So thank you, Ben, Yeah. even if we tease you. Yeah, and we did skip over him a little bit because he's, he's got so much detail in there and you guys can dive into it. But uh, but yeah, uh, let's say every week, even if I don't you know need to solve that problem, I still learn something from, from Ben's mm -hmm. blog posts. So very, very cool. Okay, next up we have find a job with CFML jobs at getcfmljobs.com. And we have a ton of jobs you got eight new ones listed, I think. So yes. if we pull up the website, I'll share my screen for those watching. Six across the U.S. in different places, Virginia, Pennsylvania, a couple in India. Yep. Um, I think my favorite was one that says they want a middle Cold Fusion developer. I assume that's mm -hmm. between junior and senior. Wow. So that may, this is my guess. I'm sticking with it because it makes me laugh. I'm going to click on it and see if there's anything else. I'm a middle Cold Fusion developer. <laughs> So three to five years. I guess that's not junior, not senior, middle. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. So 
good information. A lot of full-time jobs too. Like it's getting a lot of good jobs out there on, on this. So a lot of great opportunities here. If you, if you want to dive into more, get cfmiljobs.com. Remember, follow them on Twitter at cfmiljobs. Get, sorry, at get cfmiljobs for instant notifications. And then you can post a job for free if you guys are looking for someone for your team. Okay. Next up, we have our Forgebox module of the week. And this week, we're going to be talking about CB Wire. So CBY was announced at the keynote on day one, and then uh, Grant Copley did a great session on CBY, and I was really excited about it. It's kind of cool to see that. It's kind of like CB inertia and, and all those other like more hybrid styled, but it's funny. It's almost like you're building HTML on the server again and then giving it back, but it's, it's all done really yeah. in a really <laughs> cool way. And it's based off Laravel's Livewire, right? It is. So yeah, this is uh, maintained also by Grant, Grant Copley here at Ordis, or Copley, Grant, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, he asked me once, like, hey, if somebody talks to me about inertia versus this, like, what do we tell them? And basically, they try to do the same thing. One wants you to write all your views in ColdFusion, and one wants you to write all your views in JavaScript. So... In the end, they're going for the same, like a modern reactive stack that can live inside your cold box application that's not like a separate API. And they just have a different view layer. So choose the one you like the best. They're both great. Yeah, I really like how they're adding like, you know, all the little view-like stuff into the syntax. You know, they've got mm -hmm. some of the click actions and, you know, it's just pretty cool. Because, you know, like say, sometimes you don't want all that view. Uh, and, you know, like CB wire is a perfect sort of combination of that. And then yeah. I know that in content box, we're using Alpine because we want a little bit of view about all of you. So Alpine JS is perfect for that too. So it's, it's kind of cool that the whole mentality is just there and, you know, you pick the right flavor for what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah. and that's, that's so what Scott just said. Pick how much you want on the server versus the front side. So uh, CB Wire is in a beta right now. The documentation is being written as they finish things up, but the uh, keynote has a lot of information about it, as well as the CFCast uh, into the box session coming up. Yep. So, so feel free to dive in, but do know this is a beta. We would love your input. Yep. So I'll put that on there somewhere. Beta. There's a book. There's an Ordis book for the CB wire already. Woo! Yep. That's beautiful. Thank you, Brad. There are docs. And the, the logo is pretty cool. So I'm going to have to share my screen for those watching. The logo is probably the second best logo we have. I love it. Maybe the first best logo, uh, which if you're sharing your screen, you'll need to show it after, is the stash box logo. Oh, there is no, yeah. There's no debate there. Do we have an Ordis <laughs> book for stash box? I forget. I don't know. Now I we do. We do. There's a logo on the front page. It better be. Oh, it's little. You see it in the corner, though. We it's... need a bigger logo there, John. Yeah, we need it like full page. <laughs> it's pretty dang cool. Uh, and that's a new product. And that is really cool. And you'll have to check out that session as well. I mean, I've been hearing about it for a while and it sounded really cool. But checking it out, I was like, ooh. Uh, 
definitely going to be using some stash bots, especially with our containers and how errors like to die when your container dies. I think pulling the logs in with the file beats into stash box sounds pretty amazing. Anyway, back to the actual Forgebox mod of the week, CBWire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is available beta. Go check it out. Um, very cool. And I'm curious what people are going to do with it. And, uh, and we didn't call it CB Live Wire because Ground City's in between lawyers right now and didn't want any more lawsuits. <laughs> I think CB Wire sounds awesome. Yeah. So no worries there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So next up, we have our VS Code hint, tip, and tricks of the week. And this one is one that I got from Michael Bourne. So Michael Bourne was doing the <laughs> GitHub actions. And uh, I know this is probably a. a highlight for you as well eric right because uh have you have you used this one do you see this uh, no I, I was uh chuckling because he added support for the emoji log to semantic release yes this is this is michael's favorite way to to write his logs and just makes me just makes me smile yep so it's kind of cool because the the whole idea with this is is that you basically can put emojis in your log messages and so in your github log and the whole idea is that after building hundreds of open source project software i've ended up inventing a git command log standard called emoji log that helps me understand a project's history with a less cognitive load just by looking at the git log and it's right because now when you add something you can pick your cool little emoji right from vs code and you can have it showing if it's a feature if it's you know if it's a log if it's a bug and so it just, it looks so cool. And it just, yeah, visually, it tells you right off the bat, what is it? It tells you if it's a release, if it's a test update. It's pretty dang cool. And it's built straight into the VS Code. I just love how extendable it is. And something as simple as that is going to make everything just so much cooler. I don't know. What do you think, Eric? <laughs> I think it's cool. I mean, I use a different, like, uh, I can't think what it's called, like changelog format. Yep. Not change log commit format but uh like i said this isn't semantic release i think it's fun for everybody to pick the one that speaks to them so no complaints here yep yeah so a semantic release is pretty cool because it'll pick up depending on what you're committing what you're doing it'll actually change your release and so uh you know now it handles not just the the text versions of things but the emojis register too that's pretty cool Anyway, so that is our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. Uh, I want to see emojis in everybody's GitHub logs now. <laughs> okay. So last but not least, our awesome Patreon supporters. We want to thank them for individually uh, supporting our open source initiatives with their hard-earned moolah. So without them, things like Commandbox, Forgebox, Coldbox, Contibox, Testbox... Our package management, you know, our CLIs, all the things we do for open source, uh, you know, we would really be struggling. So it's really helpful to see that. And this podcast now is fully funded by your support from your Patreon support. Ooh. And we want to say thank you back to you. And so we offer a few perks as part of the Patreon deals. So everybody who's a Patreon supporter gets um, a profile badge on the Autis community website. And everyone gets their own private forum access on the community website. So that way you guys can go in there and you get your own little uh, forum. And then if you're a bronze package and up, you also get a Forgebox Pro account and a CFCast subscription as a perk. So, um, you know, basically you're 
pay with some Patreon and we give you a couple of accounts as well. So that way you can enjoy those and try those out and let us know and watch some great CFCast content as well. And we offer annual memberships. <laughs> pay for the year and you save 10%, which is great for businesses if you want to use up your budget at the end of the year. Um, so definitely do that. Okay, Eric, I think it's your turn since we weren't here last week to read the name. So I'll let you do Sounds the duty. Sounds good. Thank you to John Wilson with Synaptrix, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, David Bellinger, Dean Monder, Gary Knight, Giancarlo Gomez, Jonathan Perrett, Mario Rodriguez, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media, Yogesh Mathur, Joseph Lamery, Ben Nadal, Brett DeLine, Carl Von Stetten, Charlie Earhart, Dan Card, Daniel Garcia, DDA Lesnicki, Edgardo Cabezas, Jan Yannick, Jason Diger, Jeff McLean, Jeremy Adams, Jonas Erickson, Jordan Clark, Kai Kennig, Laxma Titrahadi, Leon Saramelis, Matthew Darby, Matthew Clemente, Mingo Hagen, Patrick Flynn, Ross Phillips, Scott Steinbeck, Sean Oden, Stephanie Monge, and Stephen Klotz. Thank you for supporting Order Solutions and especially this podcast. Yep. And if you want to go check out those people and their pretty pictures, if they have them up on the site, it is autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors. We'll try and keep that list up to date and uh, get that there. And Scott asked in the chat how to add his company name to the sponsor list. We will do that right now, Scott. So some of them, when they signed up, had that as part of their name. So that's why they're there. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, again, we had lots of news this week. Uh, go digest those uh, keynotes, keynote day one and day two. There's two hours of great information there. Lots of updates, lots of releases. Um, check that out and see what you, what you may not have seen in person or watch it again because there's so much stuff in there. It's hard to keep up. So, um, a lot of good content. Again, we've got uh, all the CFCast videos will be released as soon as we get them edited. So we're excited to bring those to you. And thanks to everybody who could make it either virtually or in person under the box. It was a big success and we're really happy that we got to do this. Absolutely. We'll catch you around. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.